Believer Bestie. It's your girl, Shelby. Welcome back to my channel. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returning subscriber, welcome back. You know I love you. Every single Monday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am here pouring you up a big, bold cup of Christ. So grab your Bible, grab your cup of hot coffee or tea, and let's chat. Here's what you'll need for Bible study. You're gonna need a Bible, obviously. I use the Jesus Bible. You're gonna also need some type of study tool. And I personally like to use the ESV Study Bible, but there are also free apps that I'll list in the description box. I also like to use the Complete Jewish Bible as a study tool. And of course you need a journal to write your notes in. And I use my faith journal, which I will list in the description box below. And then if you like to notate in your Bible, it's good to have highlighters. And I always have my phone because I need to be able to look up words in my strong concordance. As you know, I use the SOAP method to Bible study. And so that is how we are going to be Bible studying in today's Bible study with me video. So we are going to start off by reviewing the scripture. I'm going to share with you my observations and then I'll share my application and how I am applying today's word. And then we will close out in a prayer. If this is your first time here, then you may not know that I am the co-founder of Bible Beauty Co. along with Yasmin Williams-Woods. And we are all about, our mission is simply put to co-labor with dynamic women to spread the gospel. And so this past month, for the month of October, we have been Bible studying the book of James with our community. And every single week we get together and we've discussed James and it has been such a blessing. Um, it's been a convicting experience, of course, because James, James is just so applicable and um, it's just so relatable to our everyday life. Um, and so there's been a lot of, of conversation, great and beautiful conversation, like truly a blessed experience every single week. Um, so it's been great to talk about James. And so because it's been such a great conversation and I've taken away so much from the rich conversation, I wanted to bring James back to the channel. Now I did do a live Bible study with me series on the book of James. So this will technically be the second time we are doing the Bible study with me on James, but this time it is not going to be live. You're just going to see me writing all the notes um, because there is so much that we can learn from James. This would be my third time reading the book of James, actually the second. No, it's the third time. So the first time I read James, I did it as scripture writing. 
second time I did the live Bible study with me on the YouTube channel. In case you missed it, it's still available. I'll put it in the cards. The third time has been as a part of my reading for Bible Beauty Co. as well as what I'm doing right now with you. Um, and so every single time it's new, every single time it's a blessing and every single time you know, you recognize one, the richness of the word of God, right? But two, you, you start to recognize, um, how much the Bible is not just for us to just read it and put it down, but how important it is for us to truly live out your faith. I mean, quite literally, that is what the book of James is all about. It It's about not just being a hearer of the word, but also being a doer of the word. And I think James is it's simplistic it's it's um relatable it's it's it applies no matter what stage in life you're in like you can take something away from james and apply it right now today no matter what season of life you are in and that is just it's a beautiful experience i think it goes for all the books of the bible but i would say one thing about james is um, if for new readers, right? If you if you're a beginner in your Bible study journey, this book is a great place to start because it is in more of a simplistic form, right? Like it's not poetic. <laughs> There's not a bunch of metaphors and similes. Um, you know, James is very it's very straightforward. Um, One of the things that made me so interested in James, if I'm just being honest, is I didn't really understand what it meant to live out your faith. I mean, I've heard people say walk by faith. Um, I've occasionally, but on rare occasions, heard people say live out your faith, but it wasn't something I was as familiar with. And I definitely did not frequently hear people talk about being a hearer of the word. I'm sorry, being a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word. So I, I was not very familiar with James before I read it, um, but I knew that it it clearly had a, a principle in it that I wanted to understand better. So when I did the scripture writing on James, that was my intention. Like, let me get familiar with this text that is clearly sh talking about the fact that I need to not just read the word, but I need to also live out the word. And I also am, was like, well by reading this text, then I should better understand what that means, right? Because <laughs> in the end of it all, you know, that's what I was desiring. I wanted to understand what what does that even mean? Um, you know, it, sometimes the simplest thing, um, it just needs further explanation. You know, for me personally, the researcher in me is like, you know, I want to know that I know that I know. <laughs> and sometimes that's not possible, but you know, you got to try, right? At the very least, you have to try. And so I feel like James is such a great place to start as 
whether you're a new Christian, a seasoned Christian, like it really doesn't matter where you are in your faith walk. There's a lesson there for you, right? Like no one is going to walk away from James and be disappointed that they spent time reading it. And it's amazing um, how multiple people can read the same book and have and have different things um, stand out. And so it's great to be in community um, while you're Bible studying, um, if you have that option at church or if you don't have a church home, um, consider looking for our online community because being able to have um, sisters and brothers in Christ that you can talk to about the word, that you can ask questions um, to about the word, that you can glean from how they live out their faith is, is really important and it's it's transformational. There's a reason why um, God values fellowship because he knows that he created us not to be alone right like if if he wanted us to be alone then he would have stopped at adam but he didn't so um don't forget the importance of community in your faith walk and i guess this this is a shameless plug for for bible beauty co that hey if you need a sisterhood you need a community of women to live out your faith with we are definitely your safe faith space. It is a space where you can bring your whole entire self, whether that's a single woman, a married woman, a woman with children, you can bring your entire self, come into the room, um, share share your struggles, share your praise reports, share your prayer requests. You know, this is literally what that space is for. And we're so grateful to just have the opportunity to stand along stand alongside of um, beautiful women who are are seeking to live out their faith like none of us have it all together we we never will we're not Christ but God sees us trying right he sees sees our desires um to try to be better right um to try to learn his word to draw closer to him and he honors that All right, since this is the first time we are doing a full book of the Bible, I want to go ahead and geek out with you guys and share some background information from my ESV study Bible, but I'm also going to be sharing some background information from my complete Jewish Bible. You'll notice as we go along this Bible study series, you'll notice me using and reading in my complete Jewish Bible, and that is because that is the second translation, although it's not really a a translation per se. (laughs) It's the second um, book that I use in order to ensure that I am fully understanding any text of the Bible that I'm reading. I typically recommend when you are Bible studying to read between two to three translations. Um, usually, I, you know, I try to have a few favorites that I'll pull out. Um, some of the other translations that I like to read outside of the ESV is NLT. I also like to read the voice translation. I also like the message translation and I do um, like the amplified translation as well. 
Um, I just try to find as many, I don't know, easy to read translations as possible um, so that I can ensure that what I think I read, I you know, know that I know that I know <laughs> that's what I read. But of course, like the best way to really ensure that you understand the text is going to be by defining the words, which we'll continue to talk about and walk through um, as we continue to go through our Bible study with me series. So don't worry, I have you covered <laughs> if you are wondering how to do that. All right, now that I've geeked out about all the things Bible study, because it's just like my jam, it's my favorite thing to talk about. Um, let's talk about who James is. So in my complete Jewish Bible, one of the things that it does list or mention is, well, it's not even a mention because the entire book title is different because of course it's in the original language. And so his name is spelled Y-A apostrophe A. K-O-V. And so that is the title for this book in the Jewish Bible. And um, if you don't know, James in particular in this, um, this book of the Bible, right? This book that's titled after James. This is referring to what many of us know or have heard of him be referred to as James the Just. And this is the James that was Jesus's half brother. So he was not a believer during Jesus's life on earth, um, during Jesus' earthly ministry. But after Jesus' death, he became a believer and he actually became um, one of the like key teachers um, of the law um, for Jerusalem. So in my Jewish Bible, it lists him as a chief rabbi of the early messianic Jewish community centered in Jerusalem and it's of course spelled in its original language. Um, he was considered a Torah teacher and a, an excellent one of that but he was also considered a spokesman for that entire community and a chief um, judge and authority on the Jewish law. So he was very well respected um, at his time um, in ministry or, or rather, let me say, he was very well respected during the time in ministry in which he wrote this letter. He was often referred to as a wise man. And um, one of the things that my ESV study Bible mentions is the fact that um, his this book <laughs> um, is very similar to the writings of Proverbs, which would make a lot of sense since we know he is wise. That means he is um, also, well, we know him being referred to, I'm sorry, as wise. We know book, the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. It would make sense that he would use the book of Proverbs with that in consideration. And it also makes sense that he is very familiar with the books of, book of Proverbs because he is a well-respected teacher. So he knows the Torah, he knows the text. Um, and so he can use the text and leverage the text in order to teach and share um, the message that he shares in his letter. One of the notes that I did want to just mention from the Jewish Bible, which I think is really helpful with us uh, trying to understand what the book of James, like who it's addressing, trying to understand how this applies, is it's it states, and I'm just going to read it as it says so we can not have to guess <laughs> all first century Jews including Messiah 
Jews saw the performance of the biblical commandments as stemming from one's faith in God, never in opposition to it. Keeping the Mesavah, I'm going to butcher that, <laughs> was a result of their relationship with God, not to earn a relationship. In Jewish thought, the purpose of fulfilling biblical commandments was never to earn entrance into the world to come. If we understand James' belief that faith in God and in his Messiah is the basics for correctly fulfilling the biblical commandments, then his book makes more sense. So the audience for James's letter, and now I'm going to be speaking from the ESV study Bible in case you're trying to keep along with where I'm pulling these notes. So the audience for this letter is going to be Jewish Christians. It's believed that they likely live outside of the Palestine. And obviously this is going to be going to Jewish Christians like house churches. Um, because, you know, kind of based on the history of that time, it's believed that they were in a situation of persecution and poverty, which fits what James is talking about in the letter. Um, some of the additional notes that are in my ESV study Bible is that based on the letters, it's believed that there's possibly some conflicts that have entered into the church and that there's kind of some inward fighting um, and factions and um, that some worldly lifestyles, for lack of better words, um, have entered into the, the church. And so this is where they believe the the comments that James make makes about double-mindedness and wavering between God and the world was directed at that concern um, that believers were were becoming worldly, right? Which is a common issue <laughs> even today. So again, very practical book, very important book for each of us as we um, draw closer to God and also try to honor him um, by how we live our lives here on earth. Of course, like I said earlier, um, the, my study Bible also mentions this, but I already said it as well, just from, you know, being someone who's read this book several times that the theme of this book is really living out, living out our faith, um, being a doer of the word and not just a hearer, um, as well as really how we treat each other, how we interact with people on a day-to-day -day basis. So throughout um, this Bible study with me, you'll see um, some of the rich examples that James used. Um, James chapter one, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes in the dispersion greeting. 
Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all who, I'm sorry, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything for the, from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation, in the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flowers fall and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trials. For when he has stood the, the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my brother, my beloved brothers. Every good and... I'm gonna try that again. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadows due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampart wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he also looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he is like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and preserves, and the preserver, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this. To visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world.
I have to say this for like the 15th billion times time on this channel. I feel like I say it all the time. It is so important to write your notes. I don't care if you get my faith journal or if you just have a composition notebook, write your notes. It will be like the reminder you need right when you are thinking about the word of god or trying to meditate on the word of god or just trying to remember something you you read in the past or remember your past thoughts on something having those notes are just it's it's great i literally still have the notes from when i first started bible studying seven years ago i i have all of my faith journals that I wrote notes in. I've literally kept them this entire time. And it fills my heart with so much joy to be able to look back at my notes to see where I started um, in this in this journey and just see how far God has brought me, how much I've learned. It's just, it's a beautiful experience to be able to look back on. But it's also important and helpful to be able to look back on those notes when you are reading the same book again. Um, so since this is my second time actually Bible studying the book of James, it was fun to see if I had the standout, same standout verse each time. <laughs> and that might seem silly to some of you, but I just wanted to see like if I, if, because usually your standout verse is like the thing that speaks to you, right? And what speaks to you today and what spoke to you a few months ago or even a year ago or several years ago is going to be different based on the season of life that you're in you know based on what you're experiencing what you're going through um so it was great to see like what the verse standout verse was for myself um right now versus in april when i first read our first bible study james because there is a difference between reading it and bible studying to me so um, my standout verse this um, go round, this second go round was James chapter one, verse 21, receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. I can tell you just right off the top of my head, I already know why this was my standout verse. Um, it's because our pastor preached a sermon in James 121 was one of the verses um, that he spoke about during his sermon um, where he talked about the implanted word of God and the importance of us rooting ourselves in the word of God so that we could live out our faith, right? Um, so I knew as soon as I chose that as my standout verse, like that that was the reason why, right? Because I had already had a lesson about the importance of receiving the word of God and having it be implanted in me. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to see when I, <laughs> after I was done Bible studying, what was my previous standout verse. And so previously when I read James and I, I had separated them in my original study, I did James chapter one in two different Bible study sessions. So I originally read James chapter one, verse one to 18. And in that study session, my standout verse was James chapter one, verse three, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. What a beautiful verse that is. But also, I do want to note that in that same study back in April, my standout like word that I chose to define was implanted. Um, so clearly implanted just has stood out to me every time I've read James, which was interesting. And so implanted means inborn, 
engrafted. And so I found that interesting and wanted to share that. Oh my gosh, I am talking so much, you guys. You know, I usually do not have <laughs> this long of a Bible study with me um, voiceover. I try to give you guys some breaks so you can just kind of think through your own thoughts, but there's so much to say about James. So y'all just forgive me in advance. But okay, so I want to read my observations from the book of James. When you face trials, know this is just a testing of your faith. You can find joy in your trials because it produces steadfastness that will make you perfect and complete. If you lack wisdom, ask God. He gives wisdom generously. When you ask, don't doubt. Don't be a double-minded man who is unstable with everything in everything. Let the humble boast at their elevation. Rich in his humiliation. Riches will fade away. When tested, remain steadfast. God will give you the crown of life. Know that God does not tempt you. And if you are tempted, it's because of your own desires. Every good and perfect gift is from God who is unchanging, constant, and he is a heavenly light. In his will, he gives us the word so that we may produce good fruit. Be a doer of the word, allowing it to take root in your heart. God's people control their mouths and they care for the helpless. So one of the words I defined during this Bible study session for James 1 was exaltation, which means high dignity and elevation and if you like to use a strong's concordance it is g5311 So my application from James 1 is a simple one and we've kind of talked about it already. Don't just read the word. Don't just listen to the word on Sundays or whenever you listen to a podcast, a sermon, whatever you like to listen to to fill yourself up with the word of God. Don't just listen to it. Don't just read it. Don't just talk about it. Do it. Your actions need to match your words. Period. Point blank. Period. The end. <laughs> That's literally all I wrote, though. Seriously, it's, it's really it's the living out the faith part. Like I said, that was what attracted me to this book in the first place. Um, just the importance recognizing it really showed me and exemplified the importance of living out our faith and there's not gonna be a whole book on it if God doesn't think it's important so it's important that we do more than listen to the word it's important that we do more than read the word we need to live it out like we we should be 
in our lives, in who we are as Christians. We should be living examples of the word to where we never have to say that that's what we believe in. It should be simply in our actions alone and how we are as people that we exemplify who Christ is. Our actions should be enough. We shouldn't have to back it up with our words. Our actions should be enough. All right, for the favorite part of Bible study with me, which is prayer. And I'm going to try not to ramble too much because apparently I ramble while I pray. Mainly because I just end up quoting a bunch of scriptures and then I get carried away. But I'm going to be on point today, y'all. So, because <laughs> I've rambled enough for today's video. But I, I pray that something that I said today struck a chord with you, like struck a nerve, that it stirred up something in your spirit that will, will hope will help you right that will inspire you that will encourage you to not just be a hearer of the word of god but be a doer of the word of god and so i'm gonna stop rambling i'm gonna get off the <laughs> i'm gonna get off of my soapbox and i'm gonna pray all right dear heavenly father i pray that your holy spirit would move in the place today wherever this word is being heard father god i pray that you would fill my brother my sister with a stirring in their belly father god with a stirring in their soul that is so strong father god that they birthed the things that you have gifted them to birth father god that they would walk in a new way father god and they would walk in your path knowing that you are lighting their path you are the light to their foot father god so i pray that my brothers and my sisters in christ would be able to not just hear your word father god but to live according to your word i pray that they would be living examples of christ on this earth father god I pray that they would ask you earnestly, continuously for wisdom because we know that you give it generously because you are a generous God. I pray that you would help give them the strength to be steadfast in their trials, Father God, knowing that they can go through their trials in joy. Because in every test, you are perfecting us, Father God, and making us complete. We pray all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for watching today's video. If you enjoyed it, please make sure you give it a thumbs up. And if you have not already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. As always, if you enjoyed today's video, make sure you share it with one of your good, good girlfriends because you never know who needs a word of encouragement or who needs a Bible study with me, bestie. So make sure you share this video with one of your good, good girlfriends who could use someone to Bible study alongside her. I would truly appreciate it and I would love to think that your bold believer bestie would appreciate it as well. Until next time, you guys, be bold, be blessed. Bye!